Backstories is an annual multi-sided storytelling festival located in the suburbs of Perth and beyond. Produced by the team at Centre for Stories, Backstories gives community members the chance to spend an afternoon with friends and family in the comfort of a neighbour's backyard and enjoy hearing local music and stories from trained storytellers. Backstories was possible with generous support from our sponsors, Lottery West, the Department of Local Government, Sport and Cultural Industries and the Centre for Stories Founders Circle. Recorded on the 6th of March 2021, this afternoon featured live music from Flooded Palace and emceeing from Ron Bradfield. The story you're about to hear is from Martha. I'm gonna share about what happened uh, during the pandemic because we are know that the pandemic is really gave a disruption for our life. We lost a job. We couldn't find a job. We worry about our health. And the big things is we couldn't meet our friends and family. And somehow, for some people, the pandemic isn't really give a big differences because they've been living in those circumstances for a while. Let's think about peop- uh, marginal people who live in their isolation or homeless people who cannot find a job or even migrants who separated with their family and friends. And yet the pandemic give some people an opportunity to start new, to reconcile with themselves. So basically, this story is about the last one, where all started six years ago. It's like finding a rainbow after the dark storm. So this is my story. It's like either by chance or design, I moved to Australia six years ago. Um, It was November 2014 when I hand over my work and pack my luggage. I remember that month, my schedule full of farewell lunch and farewell dinner. So basically like I have farewell lunch with my coworkers, I have farewell dinner with my high school friends and another friends. And of course, I have this family dinner with all my big families before I, before I move here. So that month, I, feel, uh, I felt really, really love. And I realized somehow this moving gave me, gave me an opportunity to see that actually there is a lot of people who care and who love me. And yeah, that's really give me a good attitude before this moving and really excited about this. But actually my first starting point of my migration journey, actually my last farewell with my family in the airport. It was my, it was my parents, my little sister, and my two younger brothers. I'm sorry about it. Um, like, uh, at that time, I can see my mom tears. 
Well, he whispered to me and said, be careful and don't forget to pray. There was nothing I can say other than baikbu, which is yes ma'am in English. And then from, from my mom's arms, I landed into my dad's arms. And it feels like his, he hugged me so tight, it fits not want to let me go. And then I never seen how he cried like that before. And he just said to me, uh, I wish all your dreams come true. So basically, that's how I started my migration journey with my parents' blessing. And five hours later, from Perth to Jakarta, it became my very special transition in my life. After I left everything behind back home, I landed in an unknown place because I really don't know about this place. What I knew just about all this, um, how to say, like the, the dangerous spiders from Animal Planet program that I watched when I was young, or the kangaroo as a native animal. That's basically what I knew about this place. But looks like love and the sense of adventure really convinced me to move here. So the reason why I moved here, it's because of my husband, who also present in here, oh, in the back. <laughs> um, so yeah, this country boy from Calabrian, <laughs> he's actually really good to convince me moving here. I remember first, a uh, visit, my first visit to come here for my holiday, he took me for a road trip to Stirling Range National Park for the Bluff Knoll Summit. And I, I remember we were staying in Boeing Up Spring Campground, which is like not too far actually from the Tulbrenup Mountain. And yes, that trip, I was really, really impressed with what WA has to offer. And of course, I was really impressed by him, <laughs> how capable he is to handle this tent and all this road trip preparation flawlessly. So yeah, I think that trip is, must be his plan to convince me to, to move here because instead he took me to explore Perth City or romantic getaway to Wajimop Island. He decided to kind of like showing me the life that I really wish, which is road trip, camping, adventure, nature, and of course, spectacular beaches around here. And yes, here I am sitting with you and share this story. Um, but then I realized migration isn't the same like travel. Yes, it's, uh, I always love the feeling to arrive in, an, in the unknown place, trying to testing something new and exploring something different from back home. But again, it's totally different than migration. So I remember 
My first couple of months, I was struggling a lot to find a job. Um, as a, my background was a business strategies and development, of course, I start treat my, my life like one. When I arrive here, I make all these to-do list plan, start create a timelines and start creating the goals. But somehow, life slapped me on my face and it hurt. Everything that I planned didn't work because of my, uh, my visa condition at that time. And there is nothing I can do uh, other than play along with it. So that's what I learned first time. And then after that, again, like I'm still struggling with my uh, looking for a job. And of course, as a career woman, I really have this kind of like um, the satisfaction to, you know, like uh, to provide for yourself. And then by staying at home without a job, of course, make me feel starting feel insecure. I feel like just losing my purpose, basically. And then every morning, I need to see my husband getting ready for work while I'm start asking myself, okay, so what is your target for today? And then I end up breakfast and then draw all these uh, train lines around Perth just to get the sense of the direction in the city, and also enjoying the beach. It sounds really fun and it sounds really productive, but sadly I did all of that by myself. So it feels like I was surrounded by people in those public area, but actually I'm stuck in my isolation. And surprisingly, Finding friends in here, not as easy as I thought before. I would start asking myself, am I not good enough as a friend? Or am I not fun enough to hang out with? So then to make sure like I'm not going to stuck in that question that I address to myself and not going to get depressed with all those questions, I decided to Okay, maybe I need to focus to nurture my relationship that I have with my friend back home. So that's where I start like playing around with all these digital platforms. I started like to do this virtual hangout with my friends. I think it was like, yeah, just like 2015 from Facebook Messenger, Instagram, WhatsApp. Skype, oh, you name it. I just like try everything just to make sure I can keep up with them. What I learned from this, everyone has their own preference to choose their digital communication platform. And what I can do, I just adjusting myself because I'm the one who asked them to, to do this kind of friendship, to do this kind of relationship, which is virtual. So that's, the, that's what I experienced about this kind of virtual hangout with friends and family. And then after that, 
uh, I didn't realize I did that for years. And because of that, I started to get uh, to get to know all this platform really well. I start understand about how the social media strategy works and how the this platform techni- technically work. And then I have the opportunity as well to embrace the digital era. That's where I decided to study again in here um, to pursue the career in that industry. And actually, uh, there is a reason why maybe it will be a good opportunity for me to find a friends and establish myself in here. So long story short, after maybe after two years I study, I really enjoy it. And then I decided to start my freelance business in design. So that moment, I experienced what it's called working from home. Of course, of course, as freelancer, what uh, I I don't have this uh, privilege to have a proper office or don't have money yet to hire a space for my work. So basically, what I can do just set up a basics uh, space, just my desk on uh, in my bedroom, and then also just having my laptop. But the things that I experienced during that day, I think it was 2018, uh, which is my second year study. It was really, really difficult actually doing the working from home um, because that's my first time and there is not much conversation yet or discuss- discussion about working from home problem or challenge and stuff like that. And then sometimes... I. I share this problem with uh, to my husband or my friends. Just some stuff like, look, I think I really have a problem about these boundaries, like trying to find the space between home where I eat, sleep, and work in the same space. And also, like sometimes when I'm doing uh, when I'm doing the working from home. I have that feeling of craveness that I really wanna getting ready, go uh, like ride a train, and then just yeah, just say hi to everyone in the um, yeah, in the public area in the train station, just to get some uh, a new face and then a new uh, view as well, which is that what I what I like a. F- what I feel during my working from home experience. But then I think like my husband and the other friends didn't really get it yet because actually for people who working in the office, they really want to avoid that. Because like you need to, they don't want to like just keep, get up early just to drive and then you're stuck in the traffic. So when I said my, like when I share my complain, it sounds like, oh, I wish I can do that, like what you do. And I think that's, uh, that's my experience about the working from home before this 
working from home trend started. And then in the December 2019, I remember that when I just graduated from my study. And like all of us, of course, I decided to maybe I'm going to take a break for now because I was like already graduate and then I just did. Uh, I also doing my working from home. So maybe this is a good time for taking a break, enjoy the holiday. And then on January 2020, I was so pumped. Like I was ready to look for a job. And then, yeah, just like using my new title as a fresh graduate. I remember during that month, like uh, in the mid of January, because most of the business start opening in the mid January after the holiday. Um, yeah, I remember from that January to the February to the, yeah, just more. I keep uh, knocking the door in a few design studio around here. Like uh, I was introducing myself and also uh, offering my work and my skill because actually and surprisingly um, at that time a lot of businesses or organization in here not really aware about what I'm doing. So what I'm doing is a UX designer, user experience designer and at that time a lot of company, a lot of businesses or organization don't really have this awareness that this role is really important in their organization. Uh, maybe you familiar about the role of UI UX designer. But what happened with that role, basically working with the, to design the interface of digital platform, either website, apps, or something like that. That's basically what happened in the industry, where my role is actually totally different with that. Yes, I still have the skill to uh, designing the interface and using all this wire, uh, wireframe and software to create that design. But my focus actually in the user experience, which is focusing in how, how human behavior uh, works with the digital platform, or with specific product or brand. And yeah, in that time, actually I was struggling and back, uh, back to zero again. I kind of like, I don't have a job and then I'm still working uh, with some freelance job in the graphic design, which is that not I'm looking for, but for the sake of you know, just to survive, I'm doing that. And I, rem and I remember on March 2020, and March 2020, McGowan start really uh, seriously talking about this virus from Wuhan, China. And yeah, I think that's really the, the special and starting point for me. Because what? Because... In there, I realized how other people start living the same way like I did. Stuck at home, isolation, working from home, and 
all those stuff like that. And that's the uh, that's the kind of like the opportunity for me to realize that actually I already prepare for this. Uh, yeah, just for this situation. And yes, I've, I'm finally working really better in this situation and kind of like help my husband as well how to adjust working in this environment. And then another things, another point from that uh, pandemic, somehow this pandemic, it's become an ambassador for my work. It's starting make other people, uh, other business organization realize how important about the digital transformation and how important it is to understand how we, the human, interact with the digital platform. So it's not only you just create the brand, you just create this website, but you don't really care about how the user gonna use, how the user gonna interact with that. So yes, that's why I said why this um, pandemic become a moment and an opportunity for me to reconcile with myself because in that moment where all of us kind of like stuck and we think we cannot go travel around or yeah, just like there is, there is no opportunity for us, actually that is a moment where we can step back and think again what we actually want to do and what we can explore the other opportunity that we can explore and maybe there is a opportunity for us to chase something new and yeah, we can find that rainbow after the dark. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Centre for Stories is a not-for-profit organisation with charitable status. Our team is small and nimble and we love what we do. To help us continue doing what we love, consider a small donation. You can donate at centreforstories.com.